Hello. I'm Miles, your host. Today marks the beginning of our October Spectacular. We are talking about Season 2 of Masters of Horror. Just like last year, we're going to go through every episode, and I'm going to release 13 episodes this month. And I will be joined by Chris from the Geek Peak Podcast and Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout, and this is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? This is a very special episode because it's the first of 13 where we are going to be talking about season two of the Masters of Horror all October long. Excuse me. And what I'm doing differently this year is instead of <laughs> belching in my intro, uh, <laughs> um, so what I think uh, I think we're going to do is have the same two guests on every time, and we're officially all co-hosts of the Disc Dump in October. So uh, first, we've got Chris from The Geek Peak. What up? What up? What up? And then we also have Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds. What up? What up? Why the fuck's he go first? <laughs> <laughs> I went left and I went left to what right. I'm alphabetically first, Josh. <laughs> this is one of my few blessings. You, Josh was on time, unfortunately, compared to somebody yeah. else. I run on my own time zone. I can't help it. <laughs> it is uh it's March, by the way, people. How are yeah. we doing? <laughs> Hello to the future. Last year was the craziest shit in October. I think we all did something like ridiculous in October, just recorded a whole fuckload of episodes. And I want to get ahead of that shit this so year. Weird. So it's March. <laughs> I did nineteen and thirty-one days. Holy shit. Oh my god. That was awesome. <laughs> we did from mid-September all the way till October, one episode a week with a different theme. And then the week of Halloween, we released one the day before Halloween as well. So it was like, we were like exhausted with horror content. We're like, uh, we all love horror movies so much, but holy shit, that was a lot. <laughs> Season one of the Masters of Horror was uh, one of those things where when you got a good one, man, do you cherish it just because you had to slog through all of these terrible movies and we are on episode one of season two which seems like the trend will continue (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so what did we watch what was it called um that damned thing the toby hooper movie that damn thing you do is what i'm referring to (laughs) i want to throw this out there that miles asked me to do this and i had actually never watched masters before and i was excited to do this and then i watched this episode and it was like (laughs) inverted boner basically is how i describe my feelings after this episode you're like, oh, fuck, I got 12 more of these I already signed up for. <laughs> I was like, this is D8. This is aging me. Like, <laughs> I agreed to do this over a six-month time span. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this one is real silly. You guys want to just kind of go through the plot a little bit, and then we'll talk about how we feel about it as a whole. I'm going to let you lead it because I, I have no idea what the fuck I just watched. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 
when we watched this, I I honestly, like I said, I came into this not knowing if this was a like campy thing or if it was supposed to be good or not. And so I messaged them very, very diplomatically and was like, what'd you guys think about this episode? Because I didn't think it was that great. And they're like, oh yeah, that's a lot of Masters of Horror. And I'm like, okay, to be honest, this is a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't, like, it's always the the directors that you think are going to drop a good one that drop a stinker though. Like, uh, I know, what? I'm expecting Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I got like, I don't even want to compare it. This is like the worst rendition of Stranger Things you could possibly imagine. <laughs> I feel like if they did this now, it would be a lot better, though, because you can tell like the yeah. budget's not there in the mid 2000s. But like, look at like Game of Thrones and fucking True Detective and stuff like that. Like the the it would be so much better now. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I got the first season when I was a little kid. I guess whenever it was new, and we liked campy horror movies. Me and my dad, whenever I was at his house, we'd watch these campy horror movies, and he got me season one of that show. And I remember liking more of them then than I did this most recent time I went through them in October. And uh, I owned the season two box set, which is a skull that you take the cranium off of it and it has the discs in it. I ordered it online and it showed up smashed. So earlier this year, well, actually like December, I was like, I wonder, I guess I should do that for next year for October. So I looked online and that box set is like, $300, which was really, (laughs) I'm like, whoa, people are spending $300 to watch terrible fucking movies. (laughs) And, uh, yep. Then I, uh, I found it for $40 on like an auction site. I was like, there's no way I'm going to win this. And I won it. So here we are today. (laughs) Was it smashed again this time? (laughs) It might be by the end of this. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say this version's just this episode. It's just the, that damned thing. And you're locked in purgatory watching it over and over (laughs) again. We will all meet in a neutral location on Halloween after this is over. And we'll smash that thing like (laughs) a beer in office space. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the first season is in like a box that's shaped like a mausoleum. Like, okay, cool, whatever. But the one, it looks like a human skull, a child's skull, if you want to be specific, because it's very small. But it looks cool <laughs> as shit. I wish I had it in my hand. I'll show you next time. But so we watched The Damn Thing, the Toby Hooper movie. And I'm going to just jump ahead and say I gave it a two out of 10 because some of the camera work was all right. Oh, really? I thought the camera work was fucking a huge detriment to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm glad we're in the same realm because I gave it a two out of ten purely because I don't know what else there is to come. So I need to be able to rate something lower than this. (laughs) It it was worse than the season one episode I was on for. So I will definitely give it a two out of (laughs) ten. Yeah, the one you watched was uh, The Fair-Haired Child, and that one's like an episode of Goosebumps. That's one of the better ones in season one. This episode was just like like gory Outer Limits. It which really is was, knock off Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> it sets the tone poorly early on. I'll just say that. Like, the, the lightning in the beginning, I immediately was like, can they stop this? This is just annoying. Like, and this is honestly bothering me. And it's so long and so loud. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe that this punctuates every scene. 
there's one spot where you can actually like see the light and the light just stays on and they kind of add, they try to treat it like it's a street light and you can totally tell it's not <laughs> so i mean yeah the the thunderstorms are bad so uh, ugh. so the general plot just to go through it real quick is that it opens with this family they're all sitting and having dinner and the kid says the most absurd shit he says watching your protein intake is recommended by the fda what yeah, I thought he was going to turn out to be a demon or something. <laughs> yeah, right? And uh, they it's Dad's birthday, and it starts to rain black ooze in their living room or whatever, and Dad goes crazy and, start, and ices his mom. That was pretty cool. That was pretty intense in that moment. The acting was so bad, though, to get yeah. us to five seconds into <laughs> yeah. this movie. But Dad's hunting down the kid, and he goes outside, and he gets lifted up and ripped apart by an invisible monster. After a very weird scene where he's staring through the window and you're like, is there something there? Is there nothing there? Is he looking at himself? Oh, wait, you skipped an important part. There was 10 minutes of him screaming, get out here, boy, (laughs) and wandering around in the thunderstorm world. It was like fucking Thor Ragnarok in there, dude. I was so over it by the end of it. I was like, please, in this scene, anything, even killing the kid will be better than what I'm enduring right now. (laughs) Yeah, he just walked around going, come out. I won't hurt you. (laughs) You just watch me shoot your mom with a shotgun at point blank range twice. And then he kept going, you little bastard, and then shooting his shotgun in the air for no reason. Yeah, for nothing. (laughs) The little bastard thing always killed me. But yeah, he gets disemboweled by an invisible creature, and then like flipped upside down, and then right side up, and then upside down. And then like, there's so many (laughs) takes for no reason. (laughs) But that that opening scene where they're like going around the, the dinner table, it kept going in a circle around him really fast the whole time and i'm just like god damn this is making me fucking dizzy you want to the fuck <laughs> maybe just stay on one person's face while they talk someone give me a brown bag <laughs> oh my god so uh i thought the gore wasn't too bad though like as far as gore goes it's greg nicotero he's the same guy that does all of them you know so i didn't think that was the worst but uh the acting continued to be the worst after the opening scene because now kevin the kid is a cop and he's all grown up sean patrick flannery is that the main guy's name or is that the the buddy cop yeah that's that's grown up kevin he's sean patrick flannery he's from uh he's one of the brothers in the boondock saints he's the is other he? one not norman Reedus. oh is he yeah, really? and he's also uh he was in one of the saw movies he was powder in that movie powder you ever see that uh a long time he's ago. like an albino oh. kid I can understand why he didn't get any work after Boondock Saints if this was, is what he's putting out. He was also a young Indiana Jones in the in Young Indiana Jones series. There was a series? Yeah, there was a TV series. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I have to tell you guys, I was making a joke to my friend when I was talking to him about this show, and I was like, the main actor... Of course, it's someone I've never seen do anything ever. (laughs) And every other person in the show is someone I've never seen do anything, except for the one guy from Freddy versus Jason, (laughs) Brendan Fletcher. Buddy cop, that guy. Yeah. Yes. That was the only person I recognized in the entire cast. And I was like, why are you here? (laughs) He's like Deputy Dewey (laughs) from Scary Movie, like the parody one of Scary (laughs) Movie. I don't know what to do. Everyone's going crazy down here. I have a rip off Mickey Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yo, what was that? He, named, he named him Mickey the Rat. <laughs> Why was that mom in the story? They wanted. Who is the writer for this? That's a good question. I have no idea, but I I do know that the process of the Masters of Horror getting made is that Mick Garris, the guy who started it, bought a shitload of scripts that he liked. And then just kind of was like, everyone take your pick. So the script being bad is not the director's fault. But how much we can blame on him beyond that is probably a lot. So <laughs> so Kevin's all grown up and they reveal that he's obsessed. He lives in the same house still, but he's obsessed with security and that he's got a wife who's a, a diner waitress and he has a kid. And uh, yeah, from there, what happens? Somebody else take over because I don't remember the details. He's like limping. Was he shot when he was a kid? Okay, literally single biggest issue besides the dumb lightning scenes of this entire episode. I was I went off about this earlier, so I'm heated right now. But well, I think he got like shot in the ass or something. Like when his dad first came out on the porch after killing his mom, he shot the gun and the kid fell down. So I don't know if he got like clipped in the leg or something. But they did climb a tree after that. <laughs> I'm choosing to believe he didn't get clipped in the leg because there was no elaboration at any point in time why he had a limp and it never contributed to the story in any capacity or was explained. It was just a time nuisance. Basically. He just walked like he's got a load of shit in his pants. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, oh my God, it's so pronounced too. And it's like, is this going to contribute to the story in any way? No. <laughs> No, okay, good. I'm glad we did chase scenes. (laughs) He's chasing people. (laughs) But they easily get away. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the big things that stood out this entire episode was his limp. Yes, for sure. Um, They introduce a priest who's clearly a bad guy. He's just a super not nice looking priest. (laughs) I feel like I've seen that actor before, but I don't know where, but I assume he played a bad guy. Yeah, that's Ted Raimi. He's been in a bunch of shit, but he's he's Sam Raimi's brother. the director. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was in a bunch of things I like. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, he's like J. Jonah Jameson's assistant in all the Spider-Man movies. And then he... Midnight Meat Train. train. (laughs) He's... (laughs) That's the best name for a porno that somehow went to a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> Midnight Meat Train. I, I like that movie. Anyway, um, so they, they introduce this evil pope or whatever, this evil priest. And uh, this evil the pope. evil pope. Uh, uh, the evil pope of Oil Monster. Um, and uh, so his wife is leaving him and like taking the kid because uh, what was her reasoning was she just was like, you're too into security and being safe is what i feel like she was saying and like she had a hard time with that i guess yeah you know those bad things safety and security (laughs) (laughs) while being married to a police the chief of police (laughs) this movie made so little sense at any point in time i was still reflecting at this point in the episode i was still thinking back why was there goo dripping from the ceiling (laughs) his wife is uh She's the girlfriend from Super Troopers. Is she? Oh, my God. (laughs) It gets hit in the face with a baseball. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she's also the girl in the wheelchair and Freddie got fingered. Tom Green's girlfriend in that movie. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You recognized everybody in this movie, huh? Who else is famous that's in it? We didn't realize it. (laughs) I think the only person I didn't recognize was the 
definitely a pedophile fucking reporter from the newspaper or whatever <laughs> the fuck that guy was. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to stand two feet away from a man with a gun and tell him how much of a piece of shit his father was. <laughs> yeah, if he's like a journalist, but he approaches the situation by being rude and mean. Like, that is not... I went to journalism school. That's like the opposite of what you want to do if you want to be a journalist and get the scoop. I have a question. What year does this episode take place? Because they have cell phones, but when he's in that shop getting new cameras, they're watching a basketball game that has like Michael Jordan in it. Yeah. <laughs> and and the reporter's like, what's the score? <laughs> it's like, this isn't live. 2005 was when it was made. Because per, per its own mythos. No, because it says 1981 was when the father killed the mother. And then 24 years after that, is 2005 so michael jordan games in, t- in 05 <laughs> making bets on- <laughs> didn't this season what didn't this come out in like 2008 uh i think it came out in 2006 october 2006 for this season even basic shit like that i feel like they just flubbed on it's like did you care at all when you made this <laughs> yeah there's not enough like actual story in this like Everyone just like if they get mad, they start hurting people or like themselves if they get the slightest bit angry. But then it starts taking over the whole town. And that's what had happened before. And it had something to do with another town down the road. They were like there was like a yeah. drilling expedition <laughs> like 40 years ago when the main character's grandpa lived in that town. <laughs> and woke up like mud demon. I don't know. What the fuck. <laughs> When you say it like that, it sounds so much worse. <laughs> I thought I was making it sound better. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch any of the stuff that you were saying when I watched it. So, I mean, it explains more than I knew because the, the next scene after he's like in the diner, there's a guy who's hammering something and he gets mad and he just hammers himself in the head until he's dead. And there's no explanation. There's no reason why like he did that. <laughs> There's just a scene where a guy hit himself in the head with a hammer. Did, what, do you guys think it was more clear than I did? I think that this basically was like that movie, The Crazies, but way less explained. And then also, like Josh said, you get the 2006 CGI mud monster made for TV at the end of the final shot, which is supposed to be the climax, <laughs> but it's just... oh man. I- I'm like, please just let it in. So just to get the audience caught up to the end. Um, so. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. He gets threatened by a journalist for some reason and a priest in the same five minute time block. Then he gets called to a car. Oh, he's looking at a box. The stupid fucking box. <laughs> what the fuck was that all about? Oh my God! His father's dream box. Yeah, yeah. but it, it held his all of his father's hopes and dreams, and he opened it, and it was empty. <laughs> and he sits and stares at it and drinks whiskey in two scenes, and then he randomly decides to open it. If like, hasn't he lived there this whole time? Is this new? Like, they don't explain any of that shit. And it all the information he gets is already the information that the fucking reporter told him. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's like a bunch of scenes that just don't even need like this episode could have been a half an hour long and not an hour. 
Like there's that those two scenes that you take it out. Talking about the 17 minutes of lightning. Yeah, you? you can take that out and it doesn't change the story. There's <laughs> this quick little scene right after the reporter talks to the sheriff, and then he's like, you know, whatever you're doomed or whatever, and walks off. And they cut to another frame where he's walking outside of the store, almost gets hit by a car, <laughs> barely slaps the hood, and then goes and walks into another store. And it's like, yeah, they didn't. You didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this movie is not good. In case the audience missed it, <laughs> it was all style, no substance. The guy that hit himself with a hammer. Yeah, he was just like lazily building a fucking ladder and telling dirty jokes to himself. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? He's like, the guy says to the lady, this is the entire scene. I'll break it down for your audience right here. Josh reads straight dialogue. He's There's a man in a sleeveless t-shirt outside hammering a ladder against like a rock. <laughs> And he goes, the man says to the lady, uh, do, do you know why my snake keeps spitting up? Because she, uh, because it thinks it's my dick every time you stroke it. And then he hits himself in the thumb with a hammer. <laughs> freaks the fuck out and starts beating himself to death. And that was pretty cool. There was blood flying everywhere. <laughs> and it went on. Quite a few strokes too much. Like, <laughs> if you crack yourself full force with a hammer, I'm pretty sure you go down a little fast. <laughs> yeah, that was it was very bloody for no reason. Uh, that scene happens. He looks at his dad's box and he stabs it with a knife and stabs himself in the hand because he's a dummy. Puts it into his glass of whiskey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then what? What? There's like newspaper clippings of totally meaningless nonsense in there yeah all the shit the reporter had just told him about the oil drilling and all this stuff in the last scene um yeah so that happens and then what what happens right after the box uh all his stuff starts going crazy and then he leaves and finds that crashed car yeah, he gets called to the crashed car and then he picks up a woman who's clearly been severed in half and he's like, I have to drive you to the hospital. And he just picks up half of her body. <laughs> well, to give him the benefit of the doubt, she is still talking. She is, but the car is upside down on top of her. <laughs> he go- he picks her up under her arms and he goes, I'm going to try not to hurt you. <laughs> and then he literally goes, all right, here we go. <laughs> and then picks her up. And her intestines spill out all over the place. And he's just like, ugh. I was irrationally angry at that scene. I was like, seriously, dude? That's they trained you at the police department is to pick up a crash victim? Yeah, right. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Then he goes to the coroner's office and the, he has zero blood on his uniform at all. He just picked up half a woman and he has no blood on his uniform. And the coroner uh, no, has blood out. on him. Does he? He doesn't have any blood on his hands that he spends the next two scenes ferociously wiping with a rag. <laughs> Every time someone's talking to him, he's fucking trying to like rip his fingers off <laughs> with this rag. I didn't even like, notice that. <laughs> 
So he goes to the coroner's office and the coroner lady is like, I'm scared. Something is clearly happening here because she has two bodies in the morgue. Like that's, that's not a large number of people at a time to be dead. <laughs> you have one busy night at work and you start freaking. The fuck <laughs> so she's like, uh, what do you know? Something terrible is about to happen, huh? Something freaky's happening. And he's just like, yeah, it is freaky. And then is that when he calls his wife and is like, you got to get out of town? Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, it's also the same time where guy from Freddy versus Jason goes to talk to a priest. <laughs> <laughs> so the phone call he calls the sheriff and is like everyone's going crazy down here meanwhile he's just walking around in the street amidst a riot on his (laughs) cell phone just leisurely having a conversation he's like nobody will listen to me (laughs) and then just he's like singing his own theme song for his comic book character that he made uh, it's so stupid so then he goes to see the priest uh the the guy from freddy versus jason and the priest kills him with his own gun his ma- yeah his madness is like released because guy from freddy versus jason took a phone call while he was in confession <laughs> 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 I guess I didn't even uh, all the dialogue. I don't think I put together that you have to get mad to go crazy, but you're right. That was the theme of it. Yeah, it seemed like anytime anyone got mad, which made it very weird that it turned out to be some weird oil mud monster <laughs> that has nothing to do with anger. It couldn't have been a fucking demon that like feeds off of anger, considering they play the noise of like a like a a, a like licensable effect of like a pterodactyl yeah if you type in in royalty free monster sounds that's the first one that comes up (laughs) that's what they use (laughs) yeah drop that in there uh so yeah the uh so he goes home or he goes to get his wife and she boops him over the head with a frying pan i loved her turn on the phone when he's, she's like, oh, you're just being crazy. Like, why? This is why we can't be together. Listen to the way you're talking. And then she's like, fuck you, motherfucker. I'm going to kill this kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. I, the whole, the whole circumstances from the riot point on to her chasing her child around. I was like, wow, this just... <laughs> Took a far left turn from everything else that's been happening so far. (laughs) And then it continues to diverge from the storyline even further as we go. Because what does he do? He he resolves it somehow with with her. He just looks at her and he goes, this isn't you five times. And then she's fine. And for some (laughs) reason, she's immune to it for the rest of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that was very sexual. He was just like caressing her face while she's like biting her own lip. And I was like, are they about to bone down in front of their kid? (laughs) That also threw me for a loop because the first season of this show is very horny. It's a very, very horny show. There's sex scenes all the time in the first season. So I was like, are they about to throw down right in front of their kid right now? And they didn't. 
So I have like a checklist at the end for what makes it a Masters of Horror movie. And horny (laughs) is one of those checkboxes that it does not fill. We'll have to play Master of Horror Bingo while we do this. <laughs> I bet we could do that shit. We should definitely come up with a game. The She like hits him over the head with a frying pan and he breaks her out of being crazy, which just happens for no reason in the middle of the trailer park that she lives in. And uh, he takes her home with him and half of the town is in his house. Every single one of them has a gun. <laughs> They're like, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> It's like, officer, why aren't you here to solve this problem? (laughs) Everyone's going crazy. And we're all going to hang out in your pantry until... (laughs) You live in a one-horse town. Why are you going here, police sheriff, for this? (laughs) The guy in the front is like old guy bleeding from the head. And like everyone's like abusing him. <laughs> like the sheriff snatches his gun out of his hand and is like, get that out of our faces. And then the girls start like explaining like, oh, sheriff, you don't understand. My neighbor killed me. And that guy just goes, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So he's, he ushers the whole town down into his basement like Dawn of the Dead and uh locks the door behind them and then he's like wife and kid go hide upstairs and lock the door and that's when the oil comes back for some reason (laughs) for some reason and he goes crazy i thought he would be like immune to this since he's our protagonist nope that was the twist he goes crazy everyone starts killing themselves (laughs) and each other in the basement (laughs) you all let him out He gets a thirst for blood. He just switches like a fucking light switch. And he's like, I'm a crazy bad guy now. And like the moment of transition, I thought that was actually pretty well done on his part. Like he definitely changed his character 100%. Like I thought that was not the worst acting I've ever seen, but it wasn't good. Didn't lose that limp though. (laughs) Nope. Didn't lose that limp. (laughs) The one constant of the movie that just has no bearing on the plot. (laughs) This is where he starts chasing his wife and son like it's The Shining, except he's limping like he's shit himself for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so that he starts chasing his wife and kid around. His wife and kid are the only humans immune to this, apparently. There are people murdering each other in the basement. And uh, the the first the journalist shows up and is like fuck you guy <laughs> so he shoots the journalist and then the Happily. priest shows up <laughs> the priest shows up and takes his kid hostage for a second and then lets him go but then like why was that the was priest even scene. in this movie that was my favorite scene he he sees the priest from out the window and the priest's like oh come down here god loves you and he just like goes to walk off and he's like don't fucking ignore me. <laughs> and he throws a rock at him. <laughs> and then when he gets outside, uh, they, they show like the, the wife and the son running across the yard. And the priest snatches the kid up and goes, where's your husband, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and then someone will get shot where blood shoots out of his back and his stomach when he's facing sideways to the camera but when he falls the sheriff is standing like but he's revealed by the priest falling out of frame <laughs> so he shot him from the side yet somehow it exploded out of his front and back <laughs> 
oh my god, this movie was so poorly done. And then that's when they <laughs> reveal the the oil monster we've been talking about, which uh, I described as what did I call him? Um, he is the low budget wish dot com version of Venom. He looked like you ever play Conker's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> Uh, I haven't, no. <laughs> There's a poo monster that you fight in that. <laughs> he looks like a poo monster. <laughs> kind of like Muck from Pokemon. <laughs> he did. He looked just like Muck. Dude. <laughs> I hated the just stupid early 2000s CGI. Like, I can't even believe that people in the 2000s were even willing to use that kind of CGI. It's like, honestly, let's just go full practical or or not even show the monster. Okay, so uh, you guys watched this on... What, what services did you watch it on? I watched it on Amazon, but Josh was saying that apparently it's not It's up there. there it's not free anymore. I Dang. watched it on Tubi, which yeah. there's commercials, but they're not that bad. Okay, right on. So, yeah, you guys watched it on streaming services. I watched it on the actual DVD, and there are extras on that shit. So, of course, I watched them because that's the name of the game. So, they definitely knew with this oil monster, they've dropped the fucking ball. Well, <laughs> so I have just a little a couple quotes here. Um, he's uh, the guy who is designed it and like animated it and stuff. His name is Lee Wilson. So, Lee Wilson said, um, we had no idea what to make this stupid thing look like. Um, and then uh, Mick Garris, who's the showrunner and he's a director too, he said, if the monster of the movie isn't cool, there is no payoff. It's like having sex without an orgasm. And in this case, we left it up to Lee Wilson to provide that orgasm. And uh, <laughs> he obviously dropped the ball. Got major blue balls from this episode. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing he says in the little documentary of how he made it he was like looking at it on a screen and it was like two-dimensional and like wiggling and he goes this took me so long to make <laughs> he was so disappointed <laughs> so well, to lee wilson we say wow go fuck yourself <laughs> Mick Garris is totally <laughs> willing to push it off and be like, this is Lee Wilson's fault that this is a bad movie. I had nothing to do with it. But he, he's definitely the man to blame, Mick Garris. So, it had a mouth like an eel. <laughs> it had like a circle mouth with razor sharp mud teeth for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it so, so much. And I hated a lot about this episode, but that and the limp... <laughs> The mud killed monster me. killed the main <laughs> character who not only up to this point, but continuing through this point has been narrating the entire episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and as I died, I thought, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you, you narrating this from the afterlife? <laughs> and I always hate exposition in TV shows to have to explain what's going on, too. So then, like, of course, they had to throw that in there as well. And that's when we see the light that's still on when the, the, the wife and the kid take off in the cop's car. It, like, zooms out and you can see right at the top of the screen this giant light bulb just, like, on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to be like, eh, maybe they'll think it's the moon. 
<laughs> I do remember that being like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> so yeah, that uh, they give you a false hope at the end that the wife and the kid get away. But then the, the monster shows up while she's driving away and kills her. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, if the woman who thinks that when you're out of gas, you can just keep trying to turn the car over and it's going to magically work. <laughs> yeah. There were so many parts of this episode that I was like, did anyone think about what is happening right now as they were filming? <laughs> the fact that this is a season premiere, too, is really not a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, it's like, what's the shittiest episode we have of the season? Let's lead with that. They probably did it because Toby Hooper did it and he did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But like, if he's gonna, you know, like, it doesn't make any sense that just because he's a big name on it, you got to start with something good, right? Yeah, but like what? A, he's not super famous for doing a ton of other shit that people like. <laughs> like That's true. He gets credit for directing Poltergeist and then. There was a lot of did Steven Spielberg actually direct that and just couldn't say that he did <laughs> or I guess that turned out I I feel like they turned out not to be true but it was also after he died so the like people are like is he just is Steven Spielberg just lying now? Toby Hooper's not a good director. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not. He's not a good director at all. <laughs> I'm, willing, I'm willing to throw that hot take out. <laughs> Well, like that end scene, that for uh, fantastic camera work you were talking about. I didn't say it was fantastic. <laughs> the monster <laughs> attack is literally them shaking the camera violently, yeah, making cars <laughs> being attacked as someone pours chips of glass through the sunroof of the fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that as far as the camera work goes, there's like a few scenes where they use the reflection of something to show somebody's face. And that's not an easy thing to do with a camera. So I was like, well, okay, that's that's neat. That's it. That's the only thing about it. That's what made it from a 1 out of 10, which is the lowest I think we should go, to a 2 out of 10, was that there were a couple scenes where reflections were used creatively. We got to score these with like something fun, like like skeleton DVD case. Two <laughs> 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 skeleton DVD cases out of 10. <laughs> Two, two broken skeleton DVD cases. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. This is a bad episode. So I came out of I came out with four things that are guaranteed in a Masters of Horror movie. I feel like five would be a better number, but I'm having a hard time. So number one is bad acting. Guaranteed to have bad acting. So this one checks that box pretty good. Second one, poor script. Also a common theme among these movies. This one nails it on the poor script. Uh, good directing. I put a check mark next to it because I forgot what I was doing. There's not a good check mark there. That's bad news. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one is horny, and it does not check mark the horny button either. I wish it did. <laughs> yeah. I do too. It needed yeah. something. When I was looking for this episode, I saw a picture from Masters of Horror, and I don't know what episode it was, but it was a naked chick riding a dude with his hands on her tits in a graveyard, and I was like. I hope that's what I'm about to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That one is, um, I forget what it's called. Oh, it's uh, called the story of Dr. Heckle or something like that. Heckle's tale. That's what it is. And the premise is that this dude 
gets brought like taken in by a couple when he's on this epic journey that they set up for most of the movie. And then he gets taken in by this couple and it turns out that there's a necromancer the and the wife is banging zombies. So that's what that image is from, is from literal zombie orgies, which is one of the episodes. Of is that the season two? That's season one, unfortunately. Ah, fuck yeah, what have you done to us? <laughs> Maybe it's so on TV. <laughs> Um, Meanwhile, we're getting Toby Hooper and his goop monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the disappointment in in Lee, whatever Lee Wilson's voice, and he's like, "It just took me so long to make this." <laughs> so fucking funny to me. It's like send him back to the gulag. <laughs> um. So, uh, I, I, how do you guys think we should like? rate these you, you made a good point we should have like some fun rating system and i was thinking maybe like check marks or something what do you guys think we should make the formula for this month well i think the lowest level should be like the lowest rating possible should be a lee wilson <laughs> <laughs> i like it let's do that so this is lee wilson is a bad you better write special. that down i'm not gonna remember that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lee Wilson. Um, I will probably forget next time. It'll be a couple days for the audience, but it's going to probably be like, I don't know, a month for us. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, I don't know what else to put check marks on. Ba- bad acting, poor script, good directing, horny, and I don't know. Drug use? Scary. Drug use up in this bitch? Uh, scary would be a good one because that's never a choice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, drug use is pretty common in it. Yeah, I guess. Fucking, uh, disembowelments. That was pretty nasty. I was happy to see that. That was fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. Gore. When his dad's fucking... I was going to say, plot devices that lead nowhere is probably a common theme. (laughs) That is also a common theme for sure. (laughs) Yeah, you guys should check out some of the episodes from the last October, and you'll see they're they're bad. (laughs) Does autistic sidekick fit into there? Because I feel like the last one we did had one of those, too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that also seems to happen quite a bit. So if this was a disc and I was deciding to keep it or dump it, what would you guys say? You should break that motherfucker right now. (laughs) Burn that thing in the deepest, (laughs) brightest fire you can find. (laughs) The disc art was pretty cool. I had high hopes for a millisecond. So, you know. Alrighty. Um, so do you guys want to plug your shows before we go every time? It's going to be literally like every other day. Check us out. We have all of our links posted on geekpeakpod.com and uh, most of the stuff on social media. We're at geekpeak or at geekpeakpod. Come check us out. We are the 400s by Nights podcast. We are on Twitter, FMBN podcast and on Facebook and Instagram, FMBN, the number four and the letter U. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. Alrighty, fellas. Well, thank you for doing this episode with me. Cheers. This is fucking awesome. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I had a good time shitting on this with you guys. I'm looking forward to the to the next one. I have a feeling if this month goes well that this is going to become its own side podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm always about it. It'll be fun. Right on. Alrighty, audience, until whenever the next episode comes out. Toodles!
Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're enjoying the October episodes where we talk about the Masters of Horror. I just want you to know if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. On Twitter, I'm at the disc dump. On Instagram, disc dump podcast. Facebook, the disc dump podcast page. Or you can join the disc dump podcast fans group and start the discussion. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. Have a googly Halloween. <laughs>